Welcome to episode 54 of the West Churchill audio blog, Creating Your Idea Engine. So this week I wanted to talk about ideas, how people come up with their ideas, uh, what's the mechanism they use for figuring those out. You know, I think it's really hard to come up with good ideas. I think it takes a lot of practice. And you want to come up with not only good ideas, but interesting ones. So let's jump in and we'll see what we can come up with today. What is your formula for coming up with ideas? Yes, this could tie into steps for success, but what is your mechanism for keeping the ideas coming? I'm a huge fan of continually auditing my process for getting things done. I wrote, when are you your best? Where I outlined how I took a deep dive into figuring out how I thought and what the best times of the day were for me to get the most amount of work done. In another post, creating your work session warm-up, I broke things down at the uh, down for the actual moment you say sit down to work, but I haven't written about how I come up with the with all of the ideas in the first place. It really comes down to practicing to be more self-aware. With enough practice, you can figure out how to turn this on and off. Create the headspace. Get yourself in the mood. When I'm mountain biking or surfing, both are so technical for me that it's hard for my mind to drift. Each of those are great outlets. So it's probably good that I don't think about anything else. When I'm running, camping, or hiking, my mind wanders. I think about everything. Probably too much. On a long run, I've been brought to tears because I got emotional. The first part is recognizing when you are using your mind this way. Sometimes it's a brief moment of clarity, like when you were in the shower or when you were commuting to work. You sort of get in that trance, and then the idea appears. I noticed this was happening so I wanted to figure out a way to leverage that in my life. Over the years, I found it happened when I was doing housework, like pulling weeds, sweeping, doing dishes, or even washing my car. Other times, it can happen when I'm reading books or listening to podcasts. It's probably the main reason it takes me forever to read a book, because I stop and take so many notes with every page I read. It can happen with people, too. I have certain people that I can call and have great conversations with, that can help me think differently depending on the type of problem. For example, if it's electrical, mechanical, or engineering, I have friends that think that way. If it's more human-oriented or intellectual, teamwork, or emotional or, or reasoning, I would talk with someone else. You can even go so, so far as to pair the activity with the type of problem you're trying to solve or the idea you're trying to come up with. Not buying this? Then why is it that when you're sitting in your house in silence for hours and then the minute you go to the bathroom people are knocking at your door or the phone rings right keep the channel open the next challenge is putting it into practice I used to joke that I would leverage the universe when I was waiting for the cable guy or appliance repairman I would go to the bathroom or take a shower and sure enough that's when they would appear to actually make it a usable tool I followed some advice from, from a professor I received in, in a critical thinking course in college. He said, when you want to solve a problem, give your mind a command and it will float to the top. He used, to, he used it in the context of waking up from sleeping without using an alarm. If you want to wake up a, at a certain time, before you go to bed, tell yourself the time you want to wake up and your mind will wake you up at that time. Using that example, I started thinking of what I wanted to solve or create before I went on walks, runs, or long drives. Sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. The unexpected consequence 
was when I had problems or ideas I wanted to create but didn't actively tell myself I wanted a solution. Yet the next thing you know, it would appear in my head during a walk, run, or drive. Being hyper-thoughtful or tuned in all the time can be draining. I've been accused of not listening for years. It goes against the whole being present mindset. Having the discipline to separate, that means you end up mostly practicing these techniques when you're by yourself. That works, and there are plenty of times when we are by ourselves, you just have to remember to turn the idea engine on. Like I mentioned before, you can have the occasional epiphany without giving the intentional command, but when you plan, it is much more effective. Employing these techniques has taken me years, and I am definitely not associating these practices with anything spiritual. Take this advice for what it's worth, but if any of this makes sense to you, give it a shot. Habitually document everything. I read somewhere that for some creatives, a single idea can come at them like a tsunami, and they have to stop everything and document the idea before it disappears. In my line of work, I just don't need one idea. I need several, like all of the time. I have the saying, momentum breeds momentum. That means that you have to keep the idea engine running. To get ideas, you have to actively pursue obtaining ideas. I found that I needed somewhere to track all these epiphanies as they came to me. I've tried many different note-taking apps over the years, and what i found that works the best are simple text apps. You can create the format and layout that you want, and it doesn't have to conform to how the app thinks ideas should be taken down. This allows your idea to not be influenced by anything other than the idea itself. Ideas are so fragile that interruptions to getting them saved can destroy that idea at any moment, or worse, keep you from documenting it entirely. Routinely keeping track of your ideas does many things. First, it tells you quickly if it's a good idea or not. Since you will most likely be jotting down ideas all of the time, when you go back to review those ideas, you might find later that the idea was horrible, uninteresting, or not on brand. Secondly, you will start to see your ideas spawn new ideas, themes of ideas that come together to become evolved ideas. Ideas of ideas that created micro-projects, purchased domain names, and even websites that were eventually trashed because the business use case didn't match with the idea. Your ideas will eventually start to change with the person you have become, and then they will change again. Quality will win over quantity, and they will evolve to be simplified and in sync with your current thoughts and moods. Sometimes, the idea engine will turn off, and you won't know why. It's most likely that you are in a different place and don't need the idea engine to be working at that time. It could also be that you are just drifting without direction and you aren't even aware that the idea engine has been disabled. Luckily for you, this life isn't just one linear, linear series of events and something will come along to wake you, reminding you to start that engine again. Thanks for listening to episode 54 of the West Churchill uh, audio blog creating your idea engine we appreciate you checking it out and next week uh, please look forward we're going to have some new uh, video new audio and a new blog post thanks again